We did a whistle pig pick, so I'm putting the rest of my 12 year port in French sauternes, however you pronounce that. You sound like Ryan. You know, I don't know. Yeah. French sauternes. <laughs> who, who was it that couldn't pronounce Carousel? Was, was that, that was me? That was me. Oh, oh, you? Oh, sorry. Caracal. I think I said Caracal. Yeah. Caracal. Caraki. <laughs> This is episode 265 of Bourbon Pursuit, a podcast featuring news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. Now, usually we start the show talking about your bourbon news update, and there's really no industry news this week, so let's go ahead and move on to bourbon release news. Chattanooga Whiskey has announced the release of its newest permanent expression, Chattanooga Whiskey Tennessee Rye Malt. Following in their unique malt forward approach to bourbon, Tennessee Rye Malt is the distillery's malt-forward approach to rye. Crafted using a malted rye as a dominant grain, around 60%, the mash bill includes a blend of slow-toasted and drum-roasted rye malts. Chattanooga Whiskey Tennessee Rye Malt will be bottled at 99 proof, with a suggested retail price of $39.99. It will be available in Tennessee, Kentucky, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, South Carolina, Texas, Colorado, and online at sealbox.com. You also get to hear more about Chattanooga Whiskey in an upcoming podcast episode, so stay tuned for that. Angel's Envy has announced an all-new Founders Day 10th anniversary expression, and it's called Angel's Envy Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in Japanese Mizunara Oak Casks. This new release will be a blend of Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, aged 4 and 9 years old, that was then finished in Mizunara Casks for full two years before being bottled at 97.8 proof, and a stunning crystal decanter. Just 1,200 bottles will be available to the public, and bottles will be appearing on August 19th for pre-sale on the distillery's member-only website, 500 Main. The remaining bottles will be sold at the distillery and its select Kentucky retailers on September 1st for an MSRP of $350. In Pursuit Spirits news, if you haven't had a chance yet, check out the website, PursuitSpirits.com. That's where we're going to see all of our single barrels, and right now we have two barrels still available, but both have less than 50 bottles remaining in inventory. And you know how single barrels go. Once they're gone, they're gone. For today's roundtable, it's full of great topics. We look at the recently released results of the Weller Craft Your Perfect Bourbon data and ask ourselves, does this data match up to a normal consumer or a bourbon enthusiast? But at the same time, you should go and check it out for yourself because the website in the survey, it's top-notch. It's beautifully well done. So go and check it out at yourperfectbourbon.com and see for yourself. We then examined Basil Hayden and our thoughts behind the brand's evolving character of having blends, finishes, and even high-aged expressions. And then, what's up with all the toasted barrels recently? Will we see more to come? Lastly, we wrap it up with our favorite bourbon so far in 2020. With that, enjoy today's episode. Here's Fred Minnick with Above the Char. I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. As I swirl a little glass of Spirits of French Lake, the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bourbon, Indiana Straight Bourbon Whiskey, as I smell it and think about it, I'm reminded of the state of craft whiskey. You see, craft whiskey 10, 15 years ago was really thought to be man, it was like, you were like, I don't know if I want to have a drink of this. I don't know if I want to touch that. You know, do I really want to buy that bottle? Because most of it was not that good. But here's the thing. The craft distillers kept trying. They kept pushing forward. They kept believing in their dreams. And they did not stop just because they got a bad review from myself or someone like Clay Risen or somebody on social media who declares themselves a, as a big fancy expert says, oh, it tastes like poop. You know what? They kept going. They ignored that. So that tells you right then and there that craft distillers have some really, really thick skin because they've gotten a lot of criticism from people like us over the years. Well, you know what? It's time as whiskey fans, we take a different approach. It's time. You see, right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
And the pandemic has forced the craft distillers to basically lose a lot of streams of revenue. They've lost their gift shops. They've lost their tasting rooms. They've lost a lot of distributor meetings that they would have had on a normal basis. And now they can't get into new markets. The tariffs have basically taken away their ability to export to Europe, to China, to Mexico, to places all over the world, places they had a potential to get a foot in the door. Those are gone. And now coming this fall or after the election, we may actually see the end of a excise tax that a relief that they had gotten that may go away. And if that does, it's going to be really, really difficult to be a craft distiller. It is right now. So I beg you, I urge you to find a craft distiller that you like, that you respect and support them. I'm talking about through their retailer, through their personal shop, online, however it is that you purchase your whiskey, find a craft distiller and support them. Because you know why? When we get out of this pandemic, they may not be there. They may not be there. Oh, Jim Beam, Four Roses, Wild Turkey, uh, Brown Foreman, they're all going to be there. They're, they're not going away. I mean, they've got the infrastructure. They may lay people off, and that's horrible, but their businesses will still be alive. The craft distillers, however, if we don't support them now, if we don't help them now, they may not be here tomorrow. So do what you can. And that's this week's Above the Char. Hey, if you have a craft distiller that you like and love, hit me up on social media and tag me in a post with a bottle uh, from their store. Uh, you can find me at Fred Minnick at most social media sites. Until next week, cheers. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. And they're off for another Gift 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon. And tonight we're with our 47th edition of the Bourbon Community Roundtable. It's one of these awesome episodes we get to do pretty much every three weeks. I think we actually skipped a week in there. I don't know if anybody actually noticed. We, uh, we kind of had a small little try to get a do, a do a little bit of a break, a little bit of giveaway. But we're now back and we've got a lot of great topics lined up for tonight. We got our usual cast and crew member here where uh, we're minus Fred, but... I think we'll be okay. We'll be able to go with with five people here. That should be plenty to be able to talk about for the next 
45 minutes or so. So with that, let's go ahead. We'll open up as we usually do. Uh, Ryan, for sorry, forgot to say hi. Uh, hey, good good intro. Long-winded. No, <laughs> well, I'll say it's funny you say it's like once a month. My wife's like, feels like it's every week. You got another one? To, you do three nights a week or something? Like, it's literally <laughs> once every four weeks. <laughs> now I can even tell her we put an extra week in there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Get some yeah. bang out of that. We just gotta gotta keep her guessing. That's right. Well, Ryan, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose the uh, the first icebreaker to you before it goes to everybody oh, else. Gosh, I've been dealing with these all this recording session we've been mm -hmm. in. So here yep. we go. So here we go. So your question tonight is: If you could switch places with anybody in the roundtable for a day, who would it be and why? Oh wow, gosh, what a question. That's tough. Well, this is making for great radio because I'm thinking so long. <laughs> <laughs> Do me a real curveball there, Kenny. <laughs> you know, maybe Brian. I think Brian. I, I think I would hang out, be Brian, because I'm not very smart. He's smart. <laughs> like, he's got a lot of intellect. I wish I could have that, you know, and like be able to like talk to people like el eloquently in court or something and do something, you know, maybe that. He's got a nice house. I've seen it. So <laughs> <laughs> it all comes with the territory, right? No. That's right. Uh, all right. So Brian, go ahead, introduce yourself and then go ahead and answer that, that question for everybody too. Yeah. Thanks for having me on number 47. This is Brian with Sipping Corn. You can find me at uh, sippingcorn.com and bourbonjustice.com. I like Sipping exactly. Dorn. Sip Roger Dorn. Dorn. Roger Dorn. Yeah. It's, it's trouble. It's maybe a, maybe I long, don't want to be him. It's, it's a long <laughs> night already. Um, and all the socials at, uh, at Sipping Corn. You know, I, I would be tempted to say the ex-football player in Blake. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's you know. That's, He's got too many kids. That's got to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, then then you got to deal with Nobody the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's funny Ryan said me because he's the all the comments say he's the man of the people. Now I I just like to be the man of the people. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. All right, Blake. Yeah. Once again, I'm Blake from Bourboner. You can find me Bourboner and Sealbox. Throw that out there as well. Uh, all the social medias. If you're listening to this, you've probably heard us all do this uh, many times before. But you know, always fun to be here to answer the icebreaker. Man, I I hate to keep you know, bumping up Brian's ego, but uh, being an attorney was one of the original bourboner goals back in college. And then, you know, that not so hot LSAT test, uh, test score <laughs> kind of got me. <laughs> but, you know, being an attorney always seemed really cool. Like, you know, just, I feel like you just get to kind of win battles and arguments and uh, I like to be right. So yeah, I'll throw that out there. Yeah. All right, Jordan. Sure. This is Jordan, one of the three guys from BreakingBourbon.com. Uh, you can find us on all the socials at Breaking Bourbon. Make sure you sign up for a weekly newsletter. If I could be one person, uh, I was going to go with Blake just so I could be admin of Bourboner, but apparently I'm still <laughs> admin of Bourboner after all these Actually, months. and I am on Breaking Bourbon too. I noticed this morning I'm getting messages from people. I'm like, no, you're on the wrong side. Yeah. Go to Bourboner.com. So I'm going to um, go with Kenny because his dog's super cool. The dog is cool. Yeah. yeah, just for the dog. All right. Just, yeah, I mean the rest of your place is cool. Well, and, yeah, plus, yeah. you, you saw <laughs> right. that bourbon yeah. slip. We've right. seen the basement, right? Yeah, the basement is <laughs> enough yeah. right there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I guess he's, he's that'd be the bad thing. You'd be there for a day, and I'd be like, "You opened every bottle." <laughs> Cost him like a hundred, hundred grand. <laughs> <laughs> he opened every single one. It needs a taste test. Get you that poison. Left the peanut butter one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah left the screwball. <laughs> damn. Damn the screwball. Kenny was ahead of the screwball curve. He uh, remember that? Remember yeah. that? Yeah, we all yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, you got to give a shout out to Tony from Keg and Bottle because he's the one he actually really shared that with yeah. me, and that was way before the rest of the world found out of it. He was like, "You got to understand, this is like the next thing. It's going to be bigger than Fireball, and probably yeah, wasn't his no biggest way. Fireball, but man, alive is it? It made a few waves." Yeah, I don't know. They seem to be doing a pretty good job of taking away market from Fireball, mm -hmm. from what I've heard. Yeah. I I totally agree. Not as much as seltzer or anything like that, but no, still. Yeah. But we don't, nobody wants to talk about that. This isn't when seltzer, yeah. seltzer roundtable. Uh, when, when I start seeing screwballs on the Nielsen reports, we'll know. <laughs> 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 All right, and then so uh, I'll kind of finish this last one. You know, I, I think I also had kind of Brian in my head too, but part of me also wants to think of like what it would be like to be Fred mm -hmm. to like call mm -hmm. a bourbon the best thing and just yeah. like watch the whole world collapse. 
like that would that would actually be fun for a day and then and then i can get away from that yeah right. then i get out of the yeah. hot seat and everything's back to normal and then so, you got the hate messages you really just want to wear an ascot. That's it, right? <laughs> nah. If I was in his, maybe if I was in his, if in, if I was Don't in Brunei, I'd probably burn all the ascots, and then he'd, then he'd come back and be like, uh, "You're like, sorry, you got to travel back to 1922 and go buy some more." <laughs> all right, so let's let's kind of kick this off. So we've got a few different topics sort of lined up tonight, and this this one kind of goes into uh, Weller CYPB or Craft Your Perfect Bourbon. Now, there was an article that was, I mean, it's been on a few different news outlets because it was more or less a, a press release that came out. And it talked about kind of like their data and, and what they found. And so anybody that doesn't know, you can go to yourperfectbourbon.com and you can go and you can take the survey and it says basically, you know, you can choose what you think your primary grain bill is that that you would like. Um Apparently, if you didn't know, you can't choose a toast level on a barrel because apparently they're just all level four there at Buffalo Trace. Uh, other things you can choose or, you know, where would you like it stacked in the warehouse? How long would you like to age it? So on and so forth. So here's some of the data that came out. of it. So this was launched in the fall of 2015, designed to teach people about bourbon whiskey. And two years later in 2017, more than 100,000 people had participated in the, uh, in the survey. Now, they released a new product line back then. It was called Crafty Perfect Bourbon. And now just two years since the launch of Weller CYPB, there's been an additional 200,000 people. So 300,000 people have now taken this survey and they said that the results have been overwhelmingly consistent. Now, here's, I think, where it gets a little bit weird. So when you go through and you look at the data, the data shows that it is very, very heavily skewed into people that like weeded bourbon. Uh, when I say heavily skewed, I'm talking like more than half of the results were actually showing that. Uh, when you look at the years of barrels aging, the sweet spot was about eight years, which I can't disagree with that. However, the next highest one after that was 23 years. A little bit odd. And then you go after that and it says that they like to see their bottles barreled between or sorry, bottled somewhere between 90 and 99 proof. Again, a little bit weird. So I guess when we start thinking about this, I, I kind of want to pose it to you guys like. Do you do you see some of these numbers that that might be off? Because I look at this and think, sure, they got a lot of people to take some surveys. However, I feel that the people that might have filled these out are just the same exact people that are trying to chase after Van Winkle day in and day out. I mean, do I really think that that many people said they wanted an eight year old bourbon? There's no way, but I think they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish because we're sitting here talking about it. You know, it's going to sell out. It's going to be a huge hit, but there's no way. And I think we mentioned this right with the first one. Everybody always wants barrel proof. Everybody always wants old as possible and everybody wants the weeded bourbon. So I guarantee you if we did the it'd be maybe we should do our own test. Uh, but it'd be like a 23-year-old barrel-proof weeded bourbon is what everybody would have responded to. Um, now, you know, that's definitely the market we're a part of. So maybe if we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, not everybody would know. But I just think there's no way because, you know, eight years, six to eight years is kind of that range that all the older Kentucky distillers would say, you know, hit its maturity. Um, I just don't think the average bourbon drinker is choosing an eight-year-old bourbon over a 10 or a 15. Yeah. I, I would have thought like a 12 year would yeah, have been exactly. like the, right. the highest range because it's a common number you see on, you know, Weller 12, Elijah Craig 12, 12, 12, 12 people like that. I mean, I, I do like the eight year, like, you know, I guess Weller 107s, you know, right. And that's, that's like, that's my perfect, like Weller, the weeded bourbon of their line, but like the, the CYPD, like, I've had both of them and I just think the Weller 107 is like so much better, but that's me personally, but I'm with you. It's a little kind of too convenient that it's at eight years and 90 to 99 proof. But uh, I think what that was, 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 right they, in what they want. Yeah, it exactly. was their inventory in the warehouse. Is, what do we have? Right. <laughs> we got eight year. Okay. That's yeah. what it is. I mean, voted. Yeah. yeah. People. yeah. I, I respect trace. I think they normally, you know, they normally are quite honest folks. I think that survey came out 
exactly the way they wanted that survey to come out <laughs> they started aging <laughs> so, it, it would have been even better if it came four to you know for their like four to five years it would be people the want unaged yeah. <laughs> unaged 80 proof whiskey okay <laughs> <laughs> with cinnamon in it <laughs> or they want vodka who knows yeah the next thing yeah. right i think it would have been better if they just left it as the first you know quote unquote survey that went out and then it, that was it that was craft your perfect bourbon forever that's, right that's that just perfect forever that, right that, that's it that just stay that way no one will question oh that's what people want to know okay funny how year after year they're going to do this and you're like oh these are lining up uh interesting yeah yeah i mean i i found it really as ryan said kind of convenient in regards of like oh these are probably the stocks that we have available and this is what we're going to come out with as a product uh i actually was i think a little taken back when i saw that like the the next highest respondents was 23 years is the age like don't tell me that like, I think there was like, gosh, well, I'm going to look at the data real quick. It was like, like 32,000 people responded and said they wanted a 23 year old bourbon. So, you know, exactly what these people are chasing after. Like it's, you know, they're taking this knowing exactly what, you know, what they're looking for when odds are these 32,000 people probably have never tried, you know, Pappy 23 or anything about it. Right. And, and I kind of, I'm on the other side of the fence, like, Okay, I, maybe, maybe, I mean, do you all think that their weeded recipe is like the best thing? Because I, I'm a bigger fan of, of the rye recipes myself. I, I'm a bigger fan of the ancient age recipes. I think that's yeah. the best thing they've got going on. Yeah. And when you have something like Lost Profit, not to bring up the orphan barrels, but I mean, that was really, really good for extra aged bourbon. That was fantastic. I mean, I do, I am a sucker for their weeded bourbon, and especially like, 17 years at cash drink that's uh the william Wellers always like yeah. my favorite by far every year i mean i mean stag's good but william Weller always wins out for me personally but uh i mean it is kind of weird that it was so skewed you know that to the weeded but probably to your point it's more pappy people are associating that with pappy or whatever but but then you think if that's the case then like the third highest vote was for seven years and you're like, that's weird. Uh, yeah. Like people that <laughs> even like average bourbon drinkers have no idea that like something's like seven or eight years mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So it was kind of weird that seven and eight were, well, eight was obviously the highest and seven was the third highest behind, behind 23 years. So yeah. And there's just not going to be that. Sorry, Jordan. There's just not going to be that many more people at eight years than there are at, at 12 or to have, I mean, 23 is a number because of Pappy, but then 22 is 741 votes. Um, you know, people are just picking numbers that they, that they know, or there's 15 was pretty high too. And that means nothing in the Buffalo Trace world, but they'll pick it. Well, and I think a lot of people given the choice, even unless there's diehards out there who have a specific age range, a lot of people do, or right? a lot of people like six to eight year, that's fine. But a lot of people would shoot for 10, 11, mm -hmm. 12, right? They're going to go for, if they're given the choice, yeah, make it double digits. Mm -hmm. Right. Most aren't going to say, ah, not keep it at eight. They're going to say, yeah, age it two more years. Let's see it at 10 or 12. Like, let's see how that goes. So, yeah. And, and kind of riddle me on this one. What 300,000 bourbon fans out there said, I'd rather have my bourbon at 90 to 99 proof rather than like over a hundred. Like, right. I think over a hundred, like between 100 to 110 for me is a very good, well balanced mm -hmm. bourbon. However, if I'm crafting my perfect bourbon, I'll be like, just 120, 130 proof all the way. Like, give it to me like rocket fuel and I'll figure out how to take it down. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's uh, like I said, I think the survey turned out exactly the way they wanted the surveys to turn out. So, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, every, everyday drinkers, yes, would prefer it in that probably even less than that. They probably want 86 to 94 would kind of be their, you know, for everyday drinkers. But, uh, Definitely for a bourbon enthusiast, you'd think they would be a, at least bottled and bonded higher. So, yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing to think about is 300,000 is a lot. You got to remember when bourbon secondary market got shut down, that thing was at like 50,000 people. And it was the highest group that really, yeah. like, how big's bourbon are right now? Uh, it's like 30 to 35. See, I mean, and that's, those are like so that's true, a, a lot of, a lot of bourbon yeah. enthusiasts. And, and so, yeah, there's, uh, there's a whole like, you know, a quarter of a million people that are like, where do these surveys come from over the past few years? That's so it's not to say that they're, they're fudging data or anything like that. It's just, I personally find it would be hard to find 300,000 people to go and take this survey. 
that are like, oh, sure, I'll take a bourbon survey for yeah. a few few minutes. But they maybe they from- maybe have some like I don't know. I hadn't been on tour in there a while, but I was maybe say the same kind of incentivize like you know, hey, if you really like today, go take this survey. You know, uh-huh. you know. So maybe that's where they got a lot of the data you know, from, which I, would I, make sense because. You know, just mentioning those numbers with Blake and that there's, you know, 30 to 50,000 diehard bourbon fans, maybe, you know, majority of it was just common drinkers. So do they have I I forgot. It's been like a year since I took a tour. Are there iPads there that you can take the survey on your way out like in person? Because I could see if I mean, they get more than enough tourism there to fill out. a Well, that's the thing, right? There were some numbers like didn't they have over 300 or 400,000 people visit the distillery in 2019 or something. It was over a quarter million. Yeah. Yeah. We're hearing it from the horse's mouth right here from Josh Steely from Buffalo Trace. He's saying most people did it at the distillery. There you go. That makes sense. Well, Josh, it's still fun for us to speculate. (laughs) (laughs) Like Josh Josh, taking the mystery out of it. It's COVID, man. We need some. (laughs) Let us have our conspiracy theories and (laughs) give us facts and proof. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to poke at the data a little bit. Let it go. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Send over the spreadsheet. Let's play around with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to track trace those IP addresses. <laughs> All right, you ready to switch gears a little bit? Yes, because I want to talk a little bit about Basil Hayden. Now, mm-hmm. this is a brand that I feel has had kind of a weird identity lately. You know, we all have known that it has been that eighty-proof staple for a while with super nice packaging, but. You know, we don't really think of this as falling into the spectrum for bourbon snobs like us. You know, we've we've all got their friends like, oh, you know, I'm drinking Basil Hayden, and we're like, yeah, cool. You should probably get Old Granddad 114. Mm-hmm. But you know, they've re- they've lately they've come out with you know a Caribbean cask. They've had a few ten year editions. Their latest was that ten year rye. Now, what's the thought here? Do you think they're trying to reinvigorate the brand like what 1792 saw with a lot of their line extensions what are your all's thoughts on sort of what is the the next play here of of basil hayden yeah. and and why branch out when really it's it's more of an everyday consumer that's drinking basil hayden rather than maybe people like us that are paying attention to the releases that are coming from basil hayden so i just reviewed the basil hayden rye 10 not too long ago within last month. And me, Nick and Eric had a long talk about this because, you know, I'll do these reviews and like, honestly, it's, I almost, I always give it a fair shake, but almost going into it, I'm like, I kind of know what I'm going to expect coming out of Basil Hayden, right? Low proof. They kind of water down the flavor profile. You're like, man, you had such potential. And I think as we talked about it more, you know, we had that long talk of, well, why do a lot of people buy Basil Hayden? Why do a lot of people start on it? It's because you see the bottle at the bar and especially when it first came out, right? Or think about 15, you know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. You see at the bar, it stood out from anything else, right? And like, it looks really fancy and you're like, oh, I'll give that a shot. It's low proof so you can drink it. You probably start with ice, but it looks good. So like you're going to a party and you know, it's priced a little bit more. You're like, oh, I think I'm buying a nice bottle. It looks like a nice bottle. Maybe I'm coming from the world of wine. It kind of like has a similar shape. Okay, cool. It has some paper, you know, label. And then you still get those same people who still don't know anything else. Maybe they bring one or two bottles of bourbon a year to a friend's house. That's the only time they buy bourbon. And now they see it in the store and it has an age statement and it's priced even more, right? Well, same brand was fancy before. Now it has some additional numbers. It's priced even higher. It must be even better. So I'll be even a better you know, guest and I'll bring an even nicer bottle and let me show the host that, right? So it's one of those things where it's all, if people really know, right, they're going to probably pass up. But for those who don't and they're looking for a nice bottle, like just literally a nice display bottle to bring to somebody's house, that's who they're probably targeting. Because the bourbon inside and the rye inside certainly aren't living up to expectations of what it's priced for. And let's also talk about that price for a second, because I think I saw that Basil Hayden 10 year rye at Costco. And you know, Costco is like always the cheapest that you get around. And it was I think like 67, 70 bucks. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not cheap for, for yeah. an 80 proof bourbon no, or whiskey. No, not at all. I mean, and, and they price it high and, you know, I'm looking at the MSRP was, we got to confirm by the company it's 70 bucks. Stores are selling it for a little less, but that's not cheap, especially for a, uh, you know, an 80 proof rye that just kind of lost a lot of its flavor. And it's always going to be that way because that's what they're always going to bottle of basil Hayden at in terms of proof. You're never going to see a cast strength basil Hayden. Man, but right. wouldn't that be nice? I mean, put that into the private barrel selection there and get the high rye and barrel strength. That'd be fantastic. That's right. That's what I think everyone listening here or the you know 
Yeah, Beam's listening. Do that. Yeah, yeah. Our people want that, but that's not their market. Yeah, exactly. That's. I think Jordan kind of hit it on the head where you know they're just cap recapturing that audience that's already going after is already drinking Basil Hayden. So it's like, oh, well, this is the next thing up. I already love Basil Hayden. So this must be even better. Um, and they see other ones. I mean, look at some of the other 10-year-old bourbons like a, in Rise, Michter's 10-year. What's it? 90? What's it? 90 proof? 93? 94. 90, 93, 95. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, there's a big difference between 80 and 94-ish. But um, they see all these other older premium <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so they want to capture that market. Um, whereas we all just see it as watered down OGD. Others are like, oh, but ten years and got a copper band awesome bottle. Yeah, yeah, and they they do a good job with the packet. I, I tried it. It's it's okay. I mean, it, it's Basil Hayden, um, and it's good. I mean, it's an easy light sipping rye whiskey. So. But it, I mean, and let's be real, it's still a bourbon that I'll pour for folks who have never had mm-hmm. whiskey and they want to ease their way into it because I know it's not going to be a bad experience, right? I can right. water it Absolutely. down even more and they're going to be like, oh, okay, I'll give this bourbon's not bad. Yeah. I'll keep, yeah. I'll give it another shot, right? It's a good bourbon that you can ease people into it, right? It's I, a gateway I, bourbon. I think of it as a morning bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, uh, that's what I want to be, Brian. Yeah. Danny, <laughs> Danny said uh, Basil Hayden's is diet bourbon. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good that's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I, I think about with this, you know, they had the what was it? The dark rye. Is that what somebody uh, that came out said that? So dark rye, Caribbean cask. Now, I think that's a little bit different than just throwing an extra age statement on. I mean, right now you're introducing like extra product lines. And I yeah. thought that was interesting play to put that as part of Basil Hayden and not, you know, whether that's a Knob Creek or whether that's something else, because oh. I honestly think that if it was, if that was a Knob Creek ex- line extension, I think most of us would be like, let's go get some, like let's that's going to be bottled at like what, 110, right. 120 proof, whatever it's going to be like. Yeah. I think we'd be all about it. And I think that's for at least as, as a bourbon enthusiast, I think that's where I got kind of like turned back. I was like, really? Like, get to take some of these barrels that you've probably been sitting around doing crazy experiments with and testing and aging forever, and you're going to water it down to 80 proof? The pour and that Caribbean rum, that's blended whiskeys, right? Like, they they literally add the rum and they add the port and blend it in like 2%. So it's not, it's not like barrel aging stuff. So they kind of... I don't know. I think it kind of made sense, honestly, in the Basil Hayden line, because they tried it a long time ago. If you remember, Jim Beam did like the Jim Beam. I have a bottle downstairs, like the port, like the limited Jim Beam edition. And um, it's just people either love it or hate it. But I think they could get away with it at Basil Hayden's because at 80 proof, you don't really want to you don't want to proof that up any higher because it's so strong just due to the the rum and the port that they are blending in. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of everyday consumers are scared by like Knob Creek or like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so much high proof. Too, like, yeah, mm-hmm. too powerful. Because everybody mm-hmm. be like, what's your favorite? Or like, I'll tell them about Knob Creek. I love them in cocktails. And they're like, God, that stuff's like so hot. You know, you're like, really? Well, it's not mm-hmm. too bad. You know, <laughs> I'm like, wait till you get to 140, 130, 140. Now we're talking. But uh, Knob Creek, wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny if they did like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. For Brian, <laughs> for the lawyer lunches, you get <laughs> Knob Creek. Yeah, but wouldn't it been funny if they did the OGD line? On the Caribbean oh, cast, yeah. like OGD Caribbean cast and OGD, that would have been kind of an oxymoron. But uh, <laughs> I think the Basil Hayden line makes sense just because that's probably one of their more popular everyday consumer brands. And it's something you can, whereas Knob Creek is kind of more of a whiskey enthusiast uh, type of brand. Um, but I'm, it would have been exciting for us to be able to try those, you know, like wow. they've done some things with the quarter oak or whatever yep. they call it that were think, really good that I really like. So I think they can get away with it too, with Basil Hayden. Right. Cause like, think if they did, right. Think if they had Knob Creek and they did, Oh, Caribbean, Caribbean cask, but you find out it's just Knob Creek blended with a black molasses rum or backstrap rum. Right. You're going to be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Why are you blending Knob Creek with anything? Like I want a pure rum barrel. You age that right. right. Basil Hayden. You're like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. We're, you know, it's not, <laughs> We're not going to be mad about <laughs> right? it. No, it's okay. not. Cause, cause it's not like the, the whiskey enthusiast isn't really caring too much about that, but you start messing with, you know, a, a brand like knob, which is great or, or bookers or bakers. People are going to like, Ooh, back off. What are you doing here? They, they kind of get leeway by using basil Hayden's to experiment. That's a good okay. point. 
so that's that's one aspect. So let's take the other aspect of like these high age statements or higher than mm-hmm. usual. So 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, a 10 year whiskey. Uh, I think we'd all be happy with a 10 year age dated product coming out of Beam. Mm-hmm. How great would it have been to see this as like the first ever release of like a 10 year old old granddad at 114? Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone. Transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus Magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. How great would it have been to see this as like the first ever release of like a 10-year-old old granddad at 114? Like I think Bring most it. of us, yeah, yeah, most of us would have been like, sign me up. I'll take two. Oh yeah. They had a line <laughs> of gift shops for that, you know, for that came out. Yeah. I mean, I just, I thought it was, uh, again, it might be something that, you know, it's definitely out of our control and, you know, we would be able to tell to, you know, anybody at Beam and understand, you know, like how many people cried when they started dumping those barrels and then started adding more and more and more water in <laughs> the, the water just kept coming. They just had a hose sitting there to the side and they're just like <laughs> filling the tank. The only thing I can think of was that whiskey just without it being watered down to 80 proof, it just must've tasted, tasted horrific. Any other higher proof, like it just must've been so off put and so off balance with that barrel lot that they chose that they're like, you know what, let's just keep watering, keep watering. Oh, it's 80 proof now. All right, we'll stick with I it. It's based on it's like that. We hit our minimum. Let's, you know, let's can't go any lower. Let's, yeah, let's exactly. We'll stop because we have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw, a, throw a copper band around it. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Seal it. Ship it off. Yeah. Like, have you had the Basil Hayden 10 year eye? Like, what do you think? I haven't had it. I had it. I, I mean, yeah. I thought it was good. Uh, I didn't think of it as like, um, you know, it just beam to me always has the very similar notes, especially in that range. Um, so, you know, it was good. Like I've, I've sat and drank it and, you know, kind of like what Brian said, it's, I don't breakfast drink it bourbon. as a breakfast bourbon, but it's just, if you want something light, <laughs> it's hot out. Yeah, you could. Um, it's not, you know, overly. And I think it is a good, you know, I'd, I'd probably do this with regular Basil Hayden as opposed to something that's $70, but throw it in a tasting for people who are getting into bourbon. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's, it's good, it, but yeah, it's not blowing anybody's socks off. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually trying to look for the bottle because we have one and uh, I, I, Ryan and I, we tasted, I think we have an upcoming whiskey quickie with it, yeah, but I can't remember. <laughs> so it stood out that much. Yeah. <laughs> so thumbs up. <laughs> Maybe some sideways in there. I don't know. I mean, put it this way: it's never bad. No, exactly. it's not bad. No, it's, that's and it and I mean, Pat Heist said it. I mean, hell, that when I first started drinking bourbon neat, I mean, that was one of my first. You know, like because you it was expensive it. and yeah. it yeah. was the first one that's done like blow your brains out. You know, it's yeah. like I can. Mm-hmm. It's palatable. It's it's the gateway, like Brian, Jordan that's, said. 
I think we take for granted the fact that uh, all of our palates have just been so uh, desensitized to prove in everything else. It's like, oh, if if it's not like over 120, it doesn't even taste like you don't even feel the burn anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I think you still have some good 80 proof bourbons, but I mean, when you take into account the price and kind of felt like they wasted the age statement on it, you're like, oh, what did you guys do? Like. The potential is so much more than the end result. Oh yeah, well, I agree. I'm still amazed that everyday consumers, when I go and like just talk and like to even just family members or friends, just drink, like the first word they say is, "Oh man, that's smooth." Or I really like smooth, and right. that's what Basil Haynes is. That's it's right. smooth, you know. Right. It's, it, it won't kick in. That's right. So, very true. Very true. Yeah. So speaking of smooth bourbons, let's uh, yeah, like that transition. That a segue. Yeah. Yeah. Set up. Yeah, that's a setup. <laughs> so we we try to look at kind of like a, a new I don't know if you call it a fad or you call it anything else, but we kind of see when maybe when one company does something right, everybody else sort of starts latching on to it. And I believe, you know, really we're starting to see a rage now in regards of secondary toasted barrels. Now, this isn't the same thing as just like a secondary, just full blown charred, and you know you're you're dumping one barrel into a newly charred barrel, and you get, you kind of have a, a more enrichment of flavors. But instead of a toasting process, you get a little bit more of like refinement of flavors. Uh, it kind of brings a little bit more of like a softer uh, cherry tones to it and stuff like that. And I, if I recall correctly, I think the first one that I remember coming out to market was Michter's toasted barrel in like 2014 time frame. 2014. Yes, yep. love that one. And then you had Old Forester 1910 uh, that kind of came out, and they, they they follow the same process. And now we have a new entrant to the market, which is Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Well, you also had one for Double Oak, too, because that was before 1910. Same exact process, oh, yeah. 1910. Right? That's, right. That's, a, that's, a lightly, that's a toasted barrel with a light char, which they consider to be toast in their book. Same exact thing as 1910. There we right. go. Th- thank you for correcting me on my own show, yep. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> we will we'll see you next week. week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll enjoy seeing Nick next month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just messing. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because I, I love Old Forester 1910. Michter's Toasted wasn't necessarily for me. Uh, I haven't had a chance to try the Elijah Craig yet because waiting for Ryan to come over, we got a next series of Whiskey Quickies to film and then we'll be able to try it then. But what are y'all's feelings on this fad of like the the toasted barrel train? So I'm a I'm a big proponent of it. Um, I I love the Michters, and you know since Pat Heist is uh in the comments, can we just get him to give like the science behind what, a, what the <laughs> toasting actually does before we botch it up? But no no. So I mean you, you know to me it always it, it balances it out a little more. It brings out some more of the vanilla and um, a little more wood sugar. Just gets caramelized all the way through um i actually love the mictors i really like the mictors toasted rye and i think that's a very controversial thing to say because i know people hate it um so i was excited i'm actually drinking this elijah craig now and it's really good you know um elijah craig can be you know a little spicy a little too much like nuttiness for me and i think that kind of mellows all that out and you know, for 94 proof, there's, there's a ton of flavor. There's, there's still good oak, good pepper, but, um, just a little more balance for me. So there's my, uh, endorsement. Um, so if, the, if Heaven Hill wants to start putting up the, uh, the name placards for the sales things, Parker's, store, Parker's yeah. toasted coming yeah. as, as of this, mark this time, 944 PM. Yeah. Like it gets the official goes through the roof official uh, bourboner endorsement um so they'll sell an extra two bottles now (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna go right there with blake i mean i think you know it's kind of saying so mictors came out i enjoyed it right back in 2014 i think brown foreman like like with 1910 woodford double oak that's some um there's a woodford rye like one of their limited expressions at the gift shop only that did the same thing i i like it i think it's better than sometimes you know i enjoy secondary finished bourbons but sometimes you just want something that's not a rum barrel or a port barrel or a name X alcohol right. barrel, right? You just want something that's not going to be too woody either, like a supercharred barrel. All right. Sometimes it works, right? The Corder Oak was a different experiment with Knob Creek. That was pretty cool. But sometimes you just want it lightly toasted to even pull out more of those flavors. And the, the nice thing I do like about Heaven Hill is you can usually find their bourbons, right? So when it goes out to a national rollout, a lot of people probably have a chance to get their hands on it, which is going to be great. Um, you know, we have a full review coming out tomorrow and I won't spoil it, but it's a good bourbon. You can yeah. spoil it. This spoil isn't it. being released until Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know, I think I think people are going to be pretty pleased with it. Nick goes pretty in depth in his review about that and talks about the uniqueness of that toasted barrel and how it's still it's getting a little more common, but not super common, right? It's been slowly trickling out, and hopefully more people latch on. Um, the price, the taste profile, it, it's very approachable um, for anyone who's a fan of Elijah Craig bourbons throughout the you know the standard small batch or the barrel proof. I think they're going to be a fan of this one. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to had a you know have a toasted um, barreled bourbon, this is a good one to probably get your hands on, right? 1910 is still hard to find in some spots. A lot of people aren't Woodford fans, but um, this will be a good jumping, a good springboard for a lot of people to jump into that area of bourbon. I'd, yeah. I'd like to be able to say something different, but but I can't. I mean, it's <laughs> it's I've I've had it. I've compared it side by side with a private barrel Elijah Craig and this standard Elijah Craig. And it's, it's great. I mean, the nose right away. It's one of those that I opened and my wife from the next room over could smell it right away. I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's just all enveloping, fantastic nose, um, fantastic taste. And it, it's something similar that I've noticed in the, in the Mickner's toasted and in the others that use the toasted and then, then they usually char the toast. Um, it just, it just brings out so much more of a, of a rich flavor. You get some, a, a lot more nuttiness in it. And I'm really glad this is going to be a national rollout. I mean, I was hoping that some of the other Elijah Craig extensions would have been a little bit broader, like the rye. Uh, this one is going to be national in September and I, um, I'm happy for it. Yeah. Bourbon trivia time real quick. And uh -oh. maybe mostly because I don't really know. So mm -hmm. you get a toasted barrel. Is this, Newly toasted only once, and do you have to toss it, or can you use a toasted barrel twice? And is it still considered bourbon? No, because it no, has to be new. It's, it's finished. Yeah, it's it's uh, well, it's still in a charred new oak barrel or container is the word that they used. So you don't necessarily have to use the finished in anymore because you're not using uh, orange carousel or whatever it is. You know, you always have to use finished in if you're going to use it there. Here it's still in as long as it's new, not used before, you can still call it straight bourbon whiskey. Mm -hmm. huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <great. laughs> I mean, I I love nineteen ten. That's one of my go tos. Uh, always like the Mictors lines. Love the toasted rye. I mean, it's just a you know, it's a great way for these distilleries to make what double or triple on a you know on a product and not add much cost to it, you know, with like old Forester 1910. I mean, they're, you know, it's just four to six year old blended bourbon that's toasted, you know, and they get 60 bucks versus 20, you know, for a bottle. So I, I love it. I hope people keep doing it more. I mean, it's good stuff. I mean, I know Kenny doesn't like the mixtures toast, but when they first came out in 2014, I was like blown away and I tried to buy as much as I could. And unfortunately I don't have any more. But, yeah, <laughs> I but the only the toasted barrel I really never liked was that that Parker's rye. That was wasn't that a toasted that, barrel? That was charred. That was charred. Yeah, yeah. charred so, five. Charred. That was a lot of char. Yeah, that was that was a heavy char. Yeah. Um, Scott Perlman put a good question. Uh, does it have to be charred after it's toasted? And Elijah Craig did put these uh, nice, handy. Um, you can see them oh, wood staves. Yeah. In, the, in their sample, let's see, uh, there we go. So uh, this is custom toast, and it's just to toasted. It's not charred. This is char number three, and then that is uh, a custom toast with char number one. So, yeah, that was. I thought that was a really cool thing to put in there. I know we have given Heaven Hill hard time on releases in the past. So, um, yeah, I think this is a, a good one to really show off, and that was – kind of cool to see how you know the, the toasting process is it doesn't always have to be charred afterwards but obviously to be bourbon it would have to be charred um so yeah, yeah pretty interesting stuff. yep and then he also asked about you know are there different toasting levels as mm -hmm. well uh like char levels uh you know we've we've toured uh, a few cooperages in our time and i know they always talk about toasting I don't recall him ever saying how long, you know, like a toast level. It's just usually it's just toasted. It just no, no. There, there are different. You know, some will be at uh, different temperatures for longer periods of time. So there, there's like slow toast. I, I forget, but uh, Grant over at Chattanooga Whiskey went it pretty in depth into it. Whenever we were doing a barrel pick with them about you know all the different because on their barrels it, it'll say like you know 
P37 toast with char number three or something on it. So, so there are different levels, um, but I think it's a little more in depth than just like char one, two, three, four that we're used to. Um, Some artisanal so. ham toasting. Yeah, there. Sometimes, if you get the really good ones, it's just me in the back with a blowtorch. Just <laughs> you think I'm doing a, a lot of barbecue? I'm actually just toasting barrels in the backyard, <laughs> throwing a steak on top. It's the way to do it. So, as we start kind of rounding this up, you know, there's one thing that people always love to hear, and our thoughts on our favorite whiskey so far that we've tried this year. And there's actually been quite a few releases that have uh, that have come out. You know, you've got Wild Turkey Decades. We've just talked about Elijah Craig Toasted. Um, I've got a whole like basically like ten more down here to the, my bottom right that nobody can see that we still have to go through and taste. But so far, I'll uh, I'll just hand it over to you all, kind of real quick. What's what has been your favorite whiskey so far that you've tried this year that you think it might be your contender for the year? It's tough for me this year. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm jump first. Go I'm scrolling through my Instagram, trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, especially compared to last year, uh, Four Roses uh, Small Batch Select. Just at this time last year, it was so far out above anybody else that I'm having a. Uh, comparing it to last year, I'm having a lot harder time. Um, I haven't been a huge fan of the, I mean, I've liked them, but I haven't liked been a huge fan of the Elijah Craig barrel proofs, the first two this year, but I'm, I'm really love the second larceny barrel proof. So I think the, uh, yep. I guess it's the B520 is in running for the best whiskey for me so far this year. Um, other than that, I mean, Kenny, I'm I'm interested in all those that you've got the list of because I, I had a tough time coming up with them. Other other than that, Larceny, I really like the Fourgate Foundation. That was, I mean, they've done a lot of them this year, and Foundation was by far my my favorite of those. That was a good one. I'll I'll go. I'll jump in while people are still thinking. Uh, Ryan and I we reviewed it on a whiskey quickie. I don't know if it's been released yet or if it has or has don't not. Don't say but- it. Don't say it. Mm. Don't say it. Gonna say Knob Creek 15 year. Really? Oh, that wasn't what I was gonna say. Good. See, right. There we go. You could take whatever the other one. I, I think that Knob Creek 15 year, I mean, we 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 loved it. I yeah, thought it, it just really had good. a perfect balance. Um, you know, the one thing I liked about it, you know, we we talked about it before on a last round table about Knob Creek and their, you know, their their proofing. Usually it's at like 120 and this is at a hundred. I mean, I think they just nailed it at the, out of the park at, at 100 proof. I mean, it's just got perfect balance. It's got sweet oak. It's got everything that I, I want to find out, of, you know, what I like in it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and so similar along those lines, I like knob 15, but so far it's been knob 12 for me, right? And rare is a, like, that was a really great, from the moment I had it, I thought it was a perfectly balanced. Everything you thought about 15, I thought about 12, right? And rare is a bourbon still that captures my attention enough that I instantly run out and buy a case. So that was a, that was a knob 12 moment for me. Right. So that, that made me, me perk in my ears and either way, right. Kudos, kudos to beam for just coming out with some solid bourbon this year, like yeah, the 15, the 12 basil Hayden withstanding overall, right. Really, really good. And they should be applauded so far. I mean, we still have a good number of months left, right. There's a lot of releases still to come. Um, but so far kudos to them because that's a solid first half of 2020. Yeah. Um, to, echo what has been said about knob creek 12 uh i'll definitely throw that up there i thought that was a really good release um barrel i don't remember the exact batch but um there was a barrel maybe 23 ish something like that was really good but uh, i probably got to put elijah craig in the running and then um to give Sealbox a shout out a little which, bit which um, elijah which elijah craig you know there's oh, been- the toasted the toasted oh okay uh, there you go barrel sorry i should have specified but um and then chattanooga it released their rye and man it was it was really good and um that's that's another one where i think it's you know they're they're battling you know with the big guys a little bit not like oh it's pretty good for craft um so that one is definitely up there for me as well um yeah a lot of good whiskey this year actually and we're not even to the fall it's a good year for bourbon which or we're just drinking a lot more. I don't know. Which <laughs> <one>. <laughs> and that's part of it. Yeah. All right, Ryan. What it's all, all right, on your so, shoulders now. Well, I have two like for so my first one that I think I like the most, but I hate the price point was it's everything I want is Kentucky Owl Batch Nine that we mm-hmm. reviewed on. I mean, it's incredible, but gosh, it's expensive. Um 
Second would be that's close was uh, Baker's 13 year single barrel that we did. I mean, good God. Not that we picked, but we tried or, you oh, know, yeah. for, I mean, single barrels are hard to replicate, but that, that was one of the, the better things I've had in a long time. And then from like a newer company, like startup phrase ranch or fries ranch, however you want to say it, that was, that blew me away. That was really good. So everybody got to choose one except Ryan. He chose three. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I guess if I had to choose one, I guess the Kentucky Owl. But I didn't like the price point, so I thought I'd pick two more. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let you rank 10 next time we do this. <laughs> Top 10. They always, you know, that's part of yeah. for everybody. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm glad you all said that. I mean, Blake, we've actually got the Chattanooga bottle over here. We've got to try it here relatively mm-hmm. soon. So uh, looking forward to recording another set of whiskey quickies with Ryan and, and sharing our thoughts on that as well. And we'll do it before the end of the year. We'll we'll make sure that we have our, our, our horses in the race and we put our put our bets down. But let's go ahead and let's start closing it out. So, uh, fellas, I want to do say, say thank you again for coming on and let you all close it out as usual. We'll kind of go in the order that we started. So, Brian, lead it off. Yeah, this is Brian with Sippin' Corn. Uh, I'll try to say it right this time. You can find me at bourbonjustice.com and sippincorn.com, all the social medias. And it it didn't come up, but I gave a teaser last month that I was about to go on a on a pick for something that hadn't been selected at the distillery before. So I, I get to disclose that now um, for a charity auction that we do every fall, but with COVID is all a mess. So we're still working on it. Um, Buffalo Trace was kind enough to let us do an in-distillery selection of Sazerac rye. And uh, it was was fantastic. Um, We had four selections. Two of them rose to the top uh, right away. And uh, Kenny and and Ryan have both been at the event, uh, the Bourbon Crusaders event that we do every fall. Um, It was going to be bigger and better than ever this year. So we're still trying to figure out how to do this. Um, but it, it related to the uh, Barrel Through Hunger event last year and was going to roll into this event, but we uh, we still got to do it and really, really looking forward to getting that Sazerac rye bottled. I wish mm. I had traded places with you that day. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would have been the day to That's do it. Day. Yeah, so, so is it under the Baby Saz line, is, or, or do you have yes. an age range yeah, okay. of what? The, it, okay. it, it'll, be, it'll probably be seven years by the time it's bottled. Mm-hmm. So nice. it was high six when awesome. we when we picked. Nice, and it, it was great. So shout out to Buffalo Trace and thanks, guys. That's really cool. Yeah, it really is. cool. Two All more right. years have the perfect rye. You know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you're up. So this is Jordan from BreakingBourbon.com, one of the three guys who runs the site. You can find us on all the socials at Breaking Bourbon. Uh, make sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter too. Always a blast having us on. Thanks so much for inviting us. As always, always happy to have you all here, Blake. All right, once again, it's been fun. Always good to come. You know, it's it's only every four weeks, so don't be confused by uh, <laughs> what others may think. But no, I'm Blake from Bourboner, B O B O U R B O N R, or Sealbox. Um, you can also catch me and Nick. Uh, let's see, in a couple weeks, we're doing a live event with Traverse City Whiskey um, for their whiskey or uh, their Cherry Fest that they're doing online. They're going to release a a barrel proof version of their cherry whiskey and you know we've talked about flavored whiskeys before but this one's just basically they take their bourbon they take a lot of cherries they they let them uh sit in there for like it's like 10 days i think and pull them out and that's it no no other added flavoring so really cool product excited to try it um but yeah ryan kenny thanks again for having me absolutely we got to try this cherry bourbon yeah i know if you guys haven't had it it's actually legitly different and good their cherry and their yeah. apple, it's it's good. I mean, you know, it's it's not your typical flavored and to try it at barrel proof, I'm I'm pretty excited. I think that'll be interesting. No, it does That's sound a- good. I like cherries and apples, so well, we're actually gonna come out with our own line extension. We're just gonna get a bunch of jars of like Jif peanut butter and just start scooping them in there. <laughs> we're gonna have our own peanut butter whiskey. And we're not even gonna remove it. We're just it's just gonna be like floating chunks just in the bottle. <laughs> Watch out, screwball. That's, that's yeah, that's non-filtered. You get that's a bonus on the label. Oh, dude. It's gonna be like a lava lamp. There's just gonna be oils floating everywhere. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> but I do want to Yeah. I'll tell you what, Ryan, you go ahead and close it out for us. 
Oh man, not me. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone for joining. It's this is always a a pleasure, and even though we only do it every four weeks, it feels like every week. And uh, no, I'm, I I love doing this with you guys. This is a lot of fun. We get to speculate, talk a lot of good topics. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all in a next week or in a month, however many times we do this. So, <laughs> cheers everybody.